Welcome to the Italian Wine Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Vinitali International Academy, announcing the 24th of our Italian Wine Ambassador courses to be held in London, Austria, and Hong Kong from the 27th to the 29th of July. Are you up for the challenge of this demanding course? Do you want to be the next Italian Wine Ambassador? Learn more and apply now at vinitaliinternational.com. Welcome to this special Five Star Wines and Wine Without Walls series on wine, food and travel with me, Mark Millen, on Italian Wine Podcast. For the next weeks, we will be focusing on a dozen trophy-winning wineries from the competitions that took place in Verona at the start of Vinitali in early April. The winning wines are without doubt some of the very best that Italy has to offer. What I'm most interested in discovering are the stories behind the bottles, learning about the wines themselves of course, and also about the people who make them, where they're from, what they eat, how they live. It's a fascinating journey that will take us all across Italy, and I hope you will join me. Welcome to Wine, Food and Travel with me, Mark Millen, on Italian Wine Podcast. In this special five-star wines and wine without walls edition, I'm delighted to shine a spotlight on a very important family wine business, Ferro Wine, a company that from its base in Castelfranco Veneto has grown to be one of Italy's most comprehensive sources of wines from throughout the country. Ferro Wine supported this year's five-star wines competition that took place in Vinitali in April by entering a large number of wines from estates that they represent all over the country. My guest today is Andrea Milese, who joins me from this beautiful town of Castelfranco in the province of Treviso, north of Venice. Ciao, Andrea. Thank you so much for being my guest today and welcome to the show. Hello, Mark. It's a pleasure and honor to be featured here. Great. Well, first, firstly, Fair Wine has been a great supporter of Five Star Wines and Wine Without Walls. Why do you think this event is so important and, and worth supporting? So we, as Fair Wine, strongly believe in uh, Vinitaly and Vinitaly International, of course. And we decided to fully support the Five Star Wine Concourse because we believe it's uh, a unique opportunity for us to show to the Vinitaly Network our core and, of course, our wine selection and uh, to display it to, of course, a panel of international experts regarding wine and business. Well, it must have been a difficult decision with over 8,000 labels. How did you decide from so many different bottles and estates which wines to enter? Well, uh, when it comes to our selection, I guess for us, there are no compromise. Uh, we do strongly believe in support small and independent growers and give voice to their story and, of course, their wine. We do not have fillers wine, but we do want to have uh, wine with purpose and wine with specific aim. Take, for example, the winner, the Vigna Valferana from Pari de Iaretti. It's a lovely wine made from an extraordinary person, which is Pari de Iaretti, in a place that is not fancy like the Lange, but we are in northern part of Piedmont. So it's very unique soy, unique terroir, and the result, of course, is uh, an unbelievably good wine. 100% Biolo from Gattinara. For us, it's kind of it's kind of display our value. Small producer, really good value for money and extraordinary product. Actually, that's a really good point you're making, Andrea, that five-star wines 
is uh, such an important competition, not least because through this independent panel of expert judges, it does allow these small independent producers to really Absolutely. show their excellence, perhaps you know, not always available in some competitions. Absolutely. Maybe they do not have the, also the economic, economical possibility to have a, you know, kind of space where within in Italy or other international show. So that's one of the main reasons we decide to fully support the Five Star Wine and the Venitaly International Network. Well, that's great. And I think that it also, as you say, highlights the Ferro wine philosophy of really finding these small producers, independent producers, and wines that offer really good value to the wine lover. Absolutely, because we work, our business is uh, 80% focused on trade, so on the Horeca, hotel, restaurant, and catering. So we serve a lot of restaurants, pubs, birria, hotel, catering, and 20% is focused on direct-to-consumer. So our core is, of course, fine great products with great value for money that allow the wine and the producer itself to get displayed in all the major contexts in Veneto and, of course, in the major city where we are present, like Milan, Florence, Rome, and so on. Well, it's interesting you say that because Ferro wine itself uh, has a fascinating family story originating from an osteria, an osteria with a bottega. Absolutely. Uh, more than more than 100 years ago. So this link with, with supplying restaurants and of all levels uh, is very important. Tell us a little bit about the story of Ferro wine, its origins in the Veneto and how it evolved into the business that it is today. Yeah, so basically Ferro wine is a family-run business. It is still family-run business since 1920. So as you correctly say, we are more than 100 years old. Basically, initially, Ferro wine started as an osteria or tavern where the founder, Mr. Giovanni Ferro, started to buy grapes and, of course, make its own wine, not only for the tavern customer, but also in order to resell to other local facilities. The second generation in the early 50s, Mr. Gastone, switched the company to a commercial wine cellar. He decided to add in products like wine, grappa, vermouth, marsala, which at the time were considered very, very high level delicacy. And the third generation, which now run actually the business, Mr. Giovanni and Miss Michela Ferro, they took over in the early 90s. Of course, through sales and acquisition, they start developing a more complex body around this business. So now we are one of the largest wine shop and wine distributor in Veneto. We have our headquarters here in Castelfranco, but we do also have another wine shop very close to the sea, which is Yasulu Lido. So the mainly focus, of course, is the trade, as I, as I told you before. So we are focused on serving our customers through a restaurant, a hotel, and so on. But the very, very importance of the, our wine shop here in Castelfranco and Jesolo has been absolutely fundamental, especially in the last few years through the pandemic, when, you know, all the various restaurants and locals and pubs were. Yeah. So we have a very, very, basically we have skyrocketed <laughs> through, the, through our wine shop and we are very happy and proud of this. So the, the roots of the family business are very firmly in the Veneto. And the Veneto is obviously one of Italy's greatest wine regions. Would you say that Ferro wine continues to have a particular connection and a focus on Veneto, its wines, and also some of its other products? Yeah, absolutely. We do have a point of interest, of course, in Veneto. And as you correctly say, Veneto is one of the most important wine region in Italy. We have, of course, the full range of appellation from Prosecco to Hamarone and everything in the middle. But our focus are also, of course, beyond the Veneto 
barrier, uh, as, a, as I can say. Uh, so, for example, latest addition in our wine selection included Albarino from Spain or Malvasia Volcanica from Canary Island, Gruna Vetlina from Austria. So, of course, we are focused on the Veneto itself, but we are looking, of course, uh, beyond that. Well, let's talk about uh, about your home then at, at, at where you are now, Castelfranco, Veneto. It's a beautiful town. I'd like our listeners to know that Ferro Wine isn't just a, a wine emporium, a wine shop, but it's also a place to visit. Castelfranco is a beautiful place to visit. A famous is the birthplace, of course, of the the great painter Giorgione. Uh, tell us a little bit about um, Castelfranco Veneto. Well, Castelfranco is a relatively small town located uh, right in the in the heart of a very, very big triangle. If you take Vicenza, Padova and Treviso, we are exactly in the middle. Uh, so it's a very, very important hub for all the e-commerce and, of course, wine, of course, but everything in general. And uh, it's a lovely small town. It's a medieval city, so you have the classic ancient medieval wall. Inside the wall, which is very, very small place, you can find everything from local restaurant, shop, of course, the, the Holy Church, and so on. And outside the wall, you have, of course, all the commodity and facility. So you can have a shopping mall, you have green park, uh, you can gym. It's a, it's a place that I strongly encourage all the listeners to visit because it's very close to the Treviso airport. It's just Literally, a stone throws away. It's 20 minutes from the Treviso airport and less than a hour from Venice, which is more international as an airport. So you can basically enjoy a walk uh, through the ancient world and then in the evening enjoy a cool glass of wine here at our shop or in a very high-end, sophisticated cocktail bar or have a very, very good dining experience al fresco in a typical osteria. So you have all the level, absolute over entertainment here in Castelfranco Veneto and surround it. Well, it sounds like not only a a great place for visitors, Andrea, but also a great place to live where you're living in a really, really small area that's at the heart of, as you say, this triangle of a very important commercial part of Italy. Absolutely. Near the sea. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, it's less than an hour from the sea and it's just 45 minutes from the famous Prosecco uh, Hills, so UNESCO World Heritage. Yeah, so you can, you can have it both <laughs> from Santa Hill. Yeah, sounds wonderful. Italian Wine Podcast. If you think you love wine as much as we do, then give us a like and a follow anywhere you get your pods. Now, uh, Ferro Wine in Castelfranco Veneto has created something very, very special, the Biblioteca del Vino. Tell us about this. If you or our listener have the pleasure and, uh, to come here to, the, to our shop, it's exactly, uh, as you said, the Biblioteca del Vino, a library. So the shop is built on three floors. So we have ground floor, all the sparkling white wine from all over the world. The first floor is dedicated to red wine, uh, of course, from all the region of Italy and beyond. Spirits like whiskey, mezcal, rum, grappa, and so on. And we have a downstairs when you have our fine wine vault where we keep, you know, all the hidden gems of our, of our wine selection. Basically, when a customer, when a guest uh, come to our, to our shop, we would like to think they, they don't come here just to buy some wine. Of course, they can do, but we would like to think they come here to 
learn a little bit more every time. So our customers are assisted by me, by our uh, our team of qualified sommelier. They can learn something new. They can learn maybe new wine from new destination. We do also have tasting, yeah, with producers. So it's very it's very enlightening. Yeah, yeah. It, it looks uh, an amazing place to see these three stories full of bottles, like a library, but a library full of wonderful wines to explore. So it's really a place people can come and discover all of Italy in a bottle. Now, um, one thing that I'm interested in is that you have wines from all over Italy, and you're also now shipping. uh, People are buying over the internet. I'm actually a customer myself. You've been supplying me for tasting. Really? <laughs> in fact, uh, in the next 10 days. That's good. Yeah. You're, you're, you're sending some wines to, I'm going to be in Veneto. I'm going to be in Asolo. Oh, Asolo. Yeah, it's lovely. It's lovely. Yeah, it's the stone, stone throws away from us. So it's 20 kilometers. So come come by, say hi. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to be very busy with one of my tours. It's a gastronomic Veneto tour. Yeah. But, uh, but you're sending some wines to me to, to the Albergo del Sole, where I'm doing a wine tasting. Okay, wow, so, sounds great. Uh, I, I know the service you offer, and uh, what I like is that I can find wines from from throughout Italy. But I'm wondering, are Italians now, and perhaps you mentioned this, because of the pandemic, are they beginning to buy wine more online? Is that a new development? Maybe previously people would go to the producers themselves where they lived, or you know there would be a wine shop in a town, but buying over the internet is... Is that a new thing for Italians to buy wine? Yeah, I, I can assure you. Yeah, it's a, it's a relatively new thing for for Italian, of course, for, for for Italian customer. Last year, we we start our e-commerce as well in order to you know fully supply our consumer and our guests. Still, a lot of people prefer to come to us. They chatting uh, with me. We are our team of sommelier. Maybe you know enjoy enjoy a, a shopping <laughs> session, and then at the end of it enjoy a cool glass of wine in our small part where we do a little bit of restaurant service. They can enjoy a fresh chicchetti or cured meat, wine pairing. For example, we do also champagne and uh, and cheese pairing, just to give you an idea. So it's a Definitely a different experience in my in my personal opinion. Of course, maybe if you if you already know the wine, yeah, you can basically buy from uh, the comfort of your coach uh, on the sofa. But if you want to discover more, if you want to learn a little bit more, people still prefer to come to our shop. Absolutely. Yes, I can certainly understand that. It's not the same when you just simply buy online. Let's just talk about the other shops then so that we know where your other outlets. You mentioned Yezolo, so that's on the seaside not far from you. Um, and where are the other federal wine shops? Uh, we just have the Yezolo one and the, the one in Castelfranco. So we, too, we do have the two shop. The Yezolo one was open in nine, in. 2019, so just before the, the pandemic took over, and uh, it's very close to the sea. It's uh, literally, I think, it's 100 meters from the sea. So yeah, you can enjoy the beachside and then go buy a fresh uh, white wine for dinner. Or they do also have my colleague will be delighted to welcome you if you if you if someone wanna enjoy a proper glass of wine uh, with a nice pairing. The Yezero Hub 
is more focused also on restaurant service. So we do have a full kitchen. There's a chef, our team of sommelier, of course. So it's more focused, of course, also in this kind of service. Here in Castelfranco, it's kind of complementary. And Yeslo is more focused because, you know, for it's a very, very famous touristic destination. It's one of the most famous in Veneto, I think, after Venice. Uh, Yeslo is the, the first city we, we are talking about over 5 million presents a year. And the Faro Wine Shop is located right in the heart or Yeslo Lido in Piazza Drago. So it's impossible to miss it because it's one of the main door to access to the Lido. Right, yeah. And uh, as you say, that's such a popular place to visit, particularly... Yeah, popular destination. Yeah. It must be in these summer months now, getting very busy already. You, you, you're mentioning that wine and food can be enjoyed together there, and that's a particularly wonderful way to discover new wines, to discover new flavors. It's a particularly Italian way. Italian wines just are meant to be enjoyed with food, aren't they? It's really the way Italians enjoy wine, drink wine, the way Italians live. Yeah, absolutely. It's part of our culture, it's part of our history, of our life being. So we are very, very proud of it. Absolutely. One thing that's interested me with, with, a, with a wine shop, that a wine business that has wines from all over the country, Italians are also can be very parochial, preferring only to drink wines not only from their region, but then from their particular locality, even their particular vineyards around their town. Are Italians, do you think, becoming more curious to discover your own country? Yeah, absolutely. They absolutely do. Uh, and um, we see also in our shop and also in the trade sector, during these two years of pandemic, uh, people are getting more infos from all over internet from book from library as well so people started to developing a kind of more conscious passion for wine of course for like hidden gems from italy for example this is a very recent one uh, i'm a huge fan of uh, frappato frappato grey variety from sicily it's a wine that i absolutely love and still a lot of mm, people here maybe in veneto just don't know what Frappato is, where it comes from. We did a little masterclass and we put in some specific wine list here around Castelfranco. And uh, and basically the reaction was overwhelming. People start to come uh, to the shop asking for one bottle, two bottles, three bottles of Frappato. So we have increased our selection due to this demand. So yeah, people are starting to, uh, to be more curious, more informed about everything regarding wine, spirits, beer as well. So yeah, I can definitely assure people are starting to developing a new kind of cautions regarding why they want to learn more, they want to taste more, they want to be more informed about it. Well, that's really interesting, Andrea. Is that also a generational thing? Are younger wine drinkers more curious, more adventurous, and perhaps those who are more set in their ways? Well, yeah, uh, we saw it. Uh, well, I'm a, I, I'm a 30 years old guy. So yeah, all my generation now are starting to develop uh, a new kind of, how can I say, a new kind of interest regarding, for example, you know, uh, the so-called natural wine. They are more conscious about, they want to be more conscious about their choice. So people, and of course, um, young people may come to the shop asking specifically for organic or biodynamic wine. They want to know the history behind the label. They want to know who made the wine, where it's made, how it's made, how it's really, really important right now. I think it's a new, a new conscious that it starts to developing yeah also it's not it's not so easy it's not so easy especially maybe for people who are more mature you know around 
40, 50, 60, they are more difficult, you know, to take to take to to our new kind of wine. Also, it's a new product. When we start importing uh, this amazing wine, I love it's Albarino from Rias Baixa in Spain. Of course, 99% of our customers didn't know a thing about Spanish wine or Albarino as well. And uh, through tasting, through talking uh, to specific tasks, people are now absolutely fan of this wine so that's our main focus on our job and i think it's like uh, it's our privilege and honor to give voice to the wine because wine doesn't speak for itself and you someone to get them voice and that's what we do yes yes that's a very important point and actually i'm thinking of the albarinos i've enjoyed from barriers Bajas going so well with the fish and the shellfish oh, yeah. from the venetian oh, yeah. lagoon you have um a, a you know a cucina that would lend itself very very well to pairing perfect yeah yeah from fish to gamey absolutely we cover all <laughs> yeah absolutely and i guess um uh, and also an important part of your job as a wine expert for federal wine but also everybody who is is selling the wines is to be able to advise clients on food and wine pairings. How important is that? It's, for me personally, it's quite important, but it's not fundamental. I can explain myself. I came through, through an experience in London where you know, I, I've been surrounded from wines all over the world. And, uh, and I clearly remember uh, while I was working in a restaurant, we served, for example, sushi with Chateau Margot, which is not an unusual wine pairing. So I started developing uh, the this kind of feeling that yeah the wine food pairing is fundamental especially uh, if you you are maybe a, in a beginning stage of, of your wine journey so you really need to be focused on why a certain wine pairs very well with a certain food classic pairing for example in, in my region here in veneto of course, you can have uh, all the fish delicacy from the sea pairing with a nice garganega from Suave or sparkling as Prosecco. And you can go up to the mountain. Uh, here we have, of course, the Dolomiti, but also the Montello Hill, which is relatively slower. And uh, you can enjoy a proper gamey dinner with nice, strong, full-body Amarone or Bordeaux blend, which is very, very famous here in Treviso, in the Treviso area and in the Piave area. So yeah, it's quite important for me at the beginning and now I me and other my colleagues we start developing this kind of conscious that wine makes uh, the moment so important uh, so a lot of time I, uh, I told to our customer don't be too focused on food and wine pairing but be more focused on the environment so the proper glass the proper light the proper service temperature so yeah be more focused on the wine itself than uh, then all the way around. I think that's really good advice, good advice for our listeners as well, because I think we can become bogged down on thinking that we need to find this precise, perfect pairing. But wine is, you know, there's always a number of wines that might go extremely well with any particular dish and a number of dishes that would go well with a particular wine. So I think that that's, that's very good advice. And I would add to that that what Federal Wine offers is this chance to be adventurous, to find wines you don't know. And I always advise people coming to Italian wine to seek out unfamiliar names rather than the familiar, to explore yeah, and sure. really try to... I'm absolutely, I totally agree with you. Well, Andrea, it's been great talking to you today. I really appreciate you being my guest 
as I say, I know Feta wine myself and have had. I can vouch for uh, the excellent service that that Feta wine provides. Thank you. <laughs> and I hope our listeners will visit Castelfranco Veneto, this beautiful town in the hills of the Veneto, such a beautiful location, historic, and and make their way to the Biblioteca del Vino. I can't wait to visit myself, so I hope we can meet soon. Absolutely. It will be a pleasure, and I strongly encourage you, all, all the listeners. We will be delighted and, uh, to welcome them, enjoy a proper glass of wine, chatting, and, uh, you know, talking about the wine environment and, uh, and the beautiful of this place or Castelfranco Faro wine there are a lot of to discover it's like a hidden gem you have to dig a little bit but then when you discover it's, uh, you can fully appreciate it yes certainly well I look forward to, to that visit soon grazie Andrea and I hope to meet soon a presto thank you very much Mark grazie see you later thanks for listening to this episode of Italian Wine Podcast brought to you by Vinitaly Academy home of the gold standard of Italian wine education. Do you want to be the next ambassador? Apply online at vinitaliinternational.com for courses in London, Austria, and Hong Kong, the 27th to the 29th of July. Remember to subscribe and like Italian Wine Podcast and catch us on SoundCloud, Spotify, and wherever you get your pods. You can also find our entire back catalog of episodes at italianwinepodcast.com. guys, I'm Joy Livingston and I am the producer of the Italian Wine Podcast. Thank you for listening. We are the only wine podcast that has been doing a daily show since the pandemic began. This is a labor of love and we are committed to bringing you free content every day. Of course, this takes time and effort, not to mention the cost of equipment, production and editing. We would be grateful for your donations, suggestions, requests and ideas. For more information on how to get in touch, go to italianwinepodcast.com.